Hello and welcome to another episode of Brewery Towns, the podcast that talks about brewing beer throughout the country. In this episode, we head up north to Kalamazoo, Michigan. We will share stories about the lack of creativity in companies' names before the 20th century, and we will detail the story of how the city became home to one of the top 10 largest craft beer breweries in the country. As always, continue to like us on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with our latest episodes. And now, another episode of Brewery Towns. Welcome to another episode of Brewery Towns, the podcast that talks about brewing beer throughout the country. My name is Matt, and I am joined again by Madeline. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course, of course. Today we are going to travel north to the town of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, fun. Have you ever been there? No, so I've never been to Michigan, actually. Yeah, me me either. The only thing I know about Michigan is from, like, Kid Rock songs. Yeah, it's, I think it's too cold up there. I'm not sure if I'd make it. <laughs> I No, I think you're correct. <laughs> uh, so before we get started, a lot of this information came from one article on the Kalamazoo Public Library. It, it was super long and detailed, and it had a lot of good pictures. So if you're interested, check that out. And from nlive.com. Okay. Fun. So Kalamazoo, Michigan, it's the county seat of Kalamazoo County. This is going to be a theme. A lot of the places here use the name in their business. Uh, it's in southwestern... It, it, I think they use it because it's so unique. And we'll talk yeah. about it in a little bit. Um, so Kalamazoo's in southwestern Michigan. It's about an hour from Lake Michigan. And it's right in between Chicago and Detroit, about two and a half hours from each of those. Uh, population, current population, is 75,000. So uh, I would say medium size, small to medium size. Yeah. And then the metro is over 300,000, so it's a pretty significant cool. area. Yeah. Um, nickname for Kalamazoo is Mall City. Hmm. And that is because okay. they had America's first pedestrian mall. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it is hometown to uh, Derek Jeter, famous, oh, famous Yankees cool. player. He was not born there, but he moved there when he was a very young child. So I think yeah, it should, it should count. Texas. Yeah. So Texas will claim me for fame one day. Exactly, exactly. Let's see. Okay, so it was established in 1829 by a man named Titus Bronson, and he named the city after himself. And soon yeah. soon after, a lot of people came because there were uh, really good land for farming. Okay. It changed, the, the city changed names from Bronson to Kalamazoo in 1836 when Titus was actually run out of town. And so the, so th- there is some debate about what the word Kalamazoo actually means. Some say <laughs> it's from a Potawatomi word for boiling water. And there's two stories behind that. One is that some of the bends in the river look like a pot you boil water in. And then okay. the other more interesting story is that a, a Native American, bef- to, to marry his bride, he had to run in to the middle of the river and back before a pot of water boiled. And he did that and he got the nickname Fleetfoot. And that's a pretty good story. Yeah. And then I, th- there, there's like 10 different possibilities. Um, an- another yeah. one is that it re- that it means mirage of the reflecting river. Huh. Yeah. So, that's you know, good. just go with whatever one you, you want to, I guess. Yeah, lots of variation there. Yeah. 
Okay, so the first brewery came pretty close after it was established. Um, there also is some debate about which one of these was first, so we're just going to go through both of them. Okay, so the first one was a brewery called Kalamazoo Spring Brewing, and it was founded by John Hall. And we know that John Hall was living in the town in 1837. We don't know when he started brewing. And the second one was Jacob Harlan, and he was receiving mail as a resident in town by 1838. But again, we don't know when his Burdick Street Brewing Company started brewing. So either one of those could have been the first one. That's like so early. Like, was Michigan a state in the 1830s? Uh, let me Google it really quick. So, Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm just no. like, I just didn't think that it was settled so early. But I'm also like, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> like, I didn't study Michigan history. So, I, I, it was, I mean, Kalamazoo was established in 18, it was established in 1829. Okay. And Michigan became a state on January 26, 1837. So, okay. around, pretty much around this time. Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Okay. Okay, so, cool, sorry. So, we had those two breweries, they did exist. We don't know which one is first, but they were brewing. Um, and then a third one joined them, Holmes Holmes and Hall Brewing and Saloon. And this came around in 1853. And James Holmes and Benjamin Hall, the owners, each of them worked with the breweries that we just talked about, the first in town. So this was like the second generation coming. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to start with all the breweries with Kalamazoo in their name. So let me know if you get confused. Okay. Okay, so Kalamazoo Spring Brewing was founded in 1856 by two men, Sebastian Syke and George Fiegel, and it was uh, reorganized about a decade later when uh, one of the, the owners went to work at another brewery, and this brewery got a new owner named Nicholas Bauman, and he used to work at the Kalamazoo Brewing and Portage Company. Oh. So... Thank God he named the brewery after himself, Nicholas Bauman and Company, <laughs> until there was a fire and he had to sell it off, and this brewery became the Kalamazoo Steam Brewing Company. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, 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 it, I, I hope this is all right. I had to take it all from that article, and I was just, it took me a while. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's already a lot. I, just hang in there. <laughs> Okay, so we have Kalamazoo Steam Brewery. So uh, they call it steam. When you see steam in one of these early breweries, it doesn't mean like the steam that comes from like a boiling pot of water. Steam was actually a type of beer, and it was oh. brewed without the need of refrigeration. And Interesting. People still make it now, but it's called California Common. So if you ever see oh. that that style of beer anywhere, it's pretty much steam. The early That's cool. Steam I've beers. Never, I don't think I've ever had that kind of beer. You'll probably, like, see it around if you're looking for it, but, it, it, you know, I mean, it's very low alcohol, yeah. Yeah, which, we're not about that. Yeah, no reason to drink it, really. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to throw some more out here for you. Kalamazoo Steam Brewing actually changed their name to add a malt house before they closed in the 1880s. So before they did that, there was a, a brewing company called Kalamazoo Malt House. I, I don't know how they... I don't know what, what they were doing at the courthouse filing these names, but <laughs> Kalamazoo Malt House, they actually produce barley, rye, and hops. 
Um, and they made light ambers and dark ales that were black as ink. Oh, yeah, oh that sounds kind of good. It, it does, you know, just like a nice warm beer. You know, it's cold up there. You probably want like a stout. So I, yeah, can, I can see that being popular. Yeah, I agree. And then they, they started to make yeast as well. Um, but then they also had to close because of a fire in the 1890s. So that leaves us with Kalamazoo Union Brewing Company. Uh, founded in 1894, uh, the owners were Fred Neumeyer and Leo Wagenmann. I'm pretty pretty German, both of them, I'd imagine. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. <laughs> uh, they split off, and one of them started the City Union Brewing Company. I guess he got fed up with all the Kalamazoo names. Yeah, thank goodness. And um, so this was Fred Neumeyer. He started this brewing company. His father worked at... Uh, multiple breweries in the city and citizens really respected his family and also his beer um, especially after Wagenmann tried to undersell beer to compete with him because he was more popular and the other guy who he split off with was trying to compete with him and he was trying to undersell beer and the people didn't like that <laughs> good old-fashioned beer yeah. rivalry so I'm, I'm imagining they ran him out of town as well Sounds like a Wild West town up in southwestern Michigan. <laughs> okay, so City Union reorganized when they got a new owner after the turn of the 20th century named Albert Albert Dahl. And they actually changed their name, too. And I bet you, bet you, you could take a guess what it was called. Uh, something to do with Kalamazoo. Yeah, so this one, they, they, they didn't even mess around with it. They just call it the Kalamazoo Brewing Company. Well, yeah. I mean, basic, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it, but I, you had, I, I don't know how they kept track, but so in 1904, Kalamazoo Brewing Company was organized, and they made the Royal Export Golden Lager and a Crystal Cream Ale, and this was actually the last brewery in the city before Prohibition hit. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we have, in Michigan, you actually have two rounds of Prohibition. One came when an abstinence law was passed in 1853 and i am going to read you the the pledge of the kalamazoo cold water army it's a oh little my. it's a little bit long but i think you're going to like it <laughs> are you ready yes i'm ready okay a pledge we make no wine to take nor brandy red that turns the head nor whiskey <laughs> <laughs> nor whiskey hot that makes the sot nor fiery <laughs> rum to ruin home nor will we sin by drinking gin. Hard cider, too, will never do. Nor sparkling ale, the face to pale. Nor brewer's beer, the heart to cheer. To quench our thirst, will always bring cold water from the well or spring. So here we pledge perpetual hate to all that can intoxicate. It's like Dr. Seuss. Yeah, well, they sound like just a joy to be around. You know, I I will say that that little poem they made was kind of catchy. I mean, it is pretty good. Like, uh, what was it? Don't I will not sin by drinking gin. I mean, that's <laughs> it's pretty good. I give it, I'll give it to them. Like, yeah. if you're gonna do, if you're gonna abstain from alcohol, that's the way to do it. You gotta have a catchy poem or song to push it. Yeah, yes. I I mean, I I don't like that they were like, oh, you, your heart can't be cheerful. You know, you you can't have fun. That's pretty much what they were saying. Yeah, they just sucked all the joy and fun out of life, but it's fine. 
So, so these guys, the state passed an abstinence law, but then a judge in Kalamazoo refused to enforce it. <laughs> Luckily, so that's why all yeah. those breweries could still exist, and they actually replaced it with a liquor tax program instead of prohibition. Uh, interesting. The government at work. Yes. Yeah. Hard at work and. Spawning off this was an organization called the Union Sunday School Temperance Reform Army. And that's not as catchy as the poem. Yeah, this that's a mouthful. So that round, first round didn't really go over well, but the second round, uh, Michigan counties went dry in 1914, so that was actually six years before National Prohibition. So Kalamazoo Brewing Company, they closed in 1914, and the equipment was sold, and the building actually became the Kalamazoo Creamery Company. Oh, well, I mean, beer to ice cream, that's not too bad. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Creamery, is is that like ice cream and cheese? Oh. I guess it's more like just like dairy in general. But either way, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be upset with like cheese and butter, you know. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. Uh, Especially during Prohibition, they probably just... Ate so much damn cheese. I uh, yeah, I mean it's basically the same as social isolation. <laughs> Eat cheese, drink beer, <laughs> repeat. <laughs> uh, well, thank God we have alcohol. Yeah, for uh, real. Okay, so during Prohibition, there were these establishment establishments called Blind Pigs, and these were this is what like a pseudonym for speakeasy bars. Oh, okay. So you ever see that Blind Pigs reference? That's what it means. Um, I could be wrong, and I think I am wrong, but I, I have it written down here. In the 1920s, it looks like a new brewery was actually founded in Kalamazoo called the Bernard Street Brewery. Huh. Um, Maybe it was like medicinal purposes? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, so during Prohibition, you could still homebrew, you just couldn't distribute, so I guess if it was just a guy. So I also have written down that the location was in a basement under a porch. <laughs> and and that this guy used gasoline tankers to transport beer. So well, that it, sounds like it's a health code violation. Yeah, it sounds very shady. <laughs> but I, I I guess it worked. I guess it worked. Okay. I and, guess they were desperate for beer too. So yeah, I mean, hopefully the gasoline tankers were sanitized. <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> So that was the last mention of any brewery in Kalamazoo until the 1980s. And that is when the Kalamazoo Brewing Supply Company was founded. And in 1985, they sold their first beer. Now, the owner was Larry Bell. And he reorganized, or I'll say reorganized the, the company in 1993. And he changed the name to Kalamazoo Brewing Company. Very, original? Very original. And he was the first one in the state to establish a, a brew pub. It's still open. It's called Eccentric Cafe. Uh, in 1996, he added a beer garden. And in 2002, they added a new brewing facility about 15 minutes out of town. Oh, wow. Now, they actually changed their name for a third time in 2006. And their new name was named after the original owner. And it's called Bell's Brewery. Okay. Have you ever heard of them? I don't think so, I, but I'm not sure. I'm sure you've seen their beer. It's in HEB, I'm pretty sure. It's in, It's probably in Specs, too. Okay. So it's it's the, actually the se- it's grown to become the seventh largest craft brewery in the country. 
Okay, well, what's one of their... Do you know what one of their beers is? So the beer I've written down that's probably their most popular is the Two-Hearted IPA. Three okay, point, that, mm-hmm. that sounds familiar. 3.96 on Untapped. It's it's like in a white can and it has gold um, yell, um, lettering, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay, I'm about to look up a picture of the can because yeah. I feel like I remember that. And, and you'll see it in bars, too. Um and uh, just know that Brell's Brewery, I, I never really, I thought we thought it was from Virginia from, for some reason, but from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Okay, yeah, I do recognize this. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, so I think I've actually had it before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was founded in 1983, and now they distribute to 42 states, and they have over 600 employees. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's big. Okay, Kalamazoo also has a ton of other breweries, and we'll go through some of them here. Old Peninsula Brew Pub, founded in 1996. It was actually in the Old Peninsula restaurant that was founded by Nicholas Bauman, who had his own brewery back in the 1800s. Ooh, that's um, cool. Let's see, they make pumpkin ale 3.75, and they claim to be the originals, the, the originators of pumpkin beers in the state. Oh, so well, I, I love a good pumpkin ale. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a time and a place for it, but absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a fall drink. I'm not going to be like in August, like, give me a pumpkin <laughs> ale. Yeah. I, uh, that would be weird. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. The next one, the Texas Corners Brewing Company. It was started in 2013. They started with just cider, but then in 2015, they started to brew beer. And if you're on the Google, you should look this place up. And it's a, it's in a 100-year-old um, Christ the King church. Okay, what looks, was it called again? It's called Texas Corners bec- okay. because it's in Texas County. Okay. Um, and it has a Kalamazoo um, address, but it's, it's about 15 minutes outside the city as well. But it looks uh, super cute. It looks like something Chip and JoJo would do. Yeah, it does. So I, I, it just seems like a cool place. Is it in a church? Yeah, uh, it, it's in a 100-year-old Christ the King church. Okay, I'm sorry. You said that, and it, like, it didn't didn't stick with me. That's a, that I, is, like, super cute. I, I know, I know. And they they do a lot of farm-to-table food there. And That's they, cool. um, let's see, their Fruit Ridge Wheat 3.54... I have down, I think their family used to own a farm named Fruit Ridge in the 1950s there. So okay. I think that's named after So they after very it. much, like, tried to craft an experience, like, with it, like, the location mm-hmm. and everything. That's cool. I know. I, I, I would definitely make a trip out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the next brewery that opened in 2015, Tibbs Brewing Company, um, they, they do not really have an online presence, but I think they're still open. And okay. um, the beer that I wanted to highlight is Celery City Wheat, 3.65. Mm. And I couldn't find out if the... You know how some beers are brewed with, like, pickles and jalapenos and cucumber? Yeah. I think this one might be brewed with celery. Okay. That, like, does not sound appealing to me. I would try it, definitely, but mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of celery. Well, don't quote me on that, but, I mean, it sounds disgusting. I don't know I, why you yeah. would want to do it, but... I don't know either. I don't know what, why you would name a beer celery if there's not celery in it either. Yeah, it sounds like we just need to make a trip up there and <laughs> test it out. Agreed. Well, we have plenty of time on our hands. Yeah, true. We'll just we'll plan out the whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, the next brewery came around the following year, One Well Brewing. Its location was in an old brewery called Sunset Boulevard Brewing Company. And these guys actually closed because there was so much crime in the area around their brewing company that um, p- patrons, when they leave, they would get like robbed and oh assaulted. God. Yeah. So, oh, so these guys just moved in a few years later. So I'm assuming the the area was a little cleaned up by then. Um, but it raises the the point that a lot of people try to make is that do breweries help turn neighborhoods around, or do breweries piggyback on neighborhoods that are already going through that process? Yeah, that's true. And then it brings up the whole like gentrification mm-hmm. problem too, mm-hmm. which that's like, like a whole other conversation. Yeah, so there's like a lot of research on this online, um, but I, I tried to just pull out a few points here. So when breweries move to some of these areas, they, they do have a positive effect. They often reuse abandoned buildings that we see a lot. They attract young people to, to an area that they may not usually go to. And then all of this brings economy to the neighborhood. So that's how people think that they do bring a positive aspect, whether it's before or after the process started. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. I've definitely seen it in several places I've lived. Yeah, it's it's interesting going to some of these breweries, though. I mean, they're in. You would never go to that neighborhood if it wasn't for them. Yeah, that's true. That's like some of the ones in Dallas. Like, I would never go to them because they're in like such odd odd spots. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be going there to to really end up there. Yes, I mean, sometimes I still go to some, and I do like feel a little bit nervous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But but good good for them for, you know, the, I mean, the rent is probably cheaper in those neighborhoods, but... I mean, yeah, yeah they got to branch out. And, you know, some of them may not be, like, trying to make a location. They may just be, like, trying to brew their beer and sell it and get mm-hmm. it out and not have, like, the come drink it here type thing. I don't know. That's true, but people are, like, so crazy that they just flock to all these breweries. That is true. I mean, we're, we're part of the craze, I, too. I... So. I, I admit to that yes yeah we've done it <laughs> okay so one well they're in a, a better neighborhood now i'm assuming and their beer professor nut butters golden ale 3.65 is the one i wanted to highlight if you google it it has a really fun can yeah that well, in a name delicious. professor nut butters <laughs> makes, makes me laugh okay so the next brewery came around in 2015 bright eyes brewing company and they actually have a coffee house brewery concept, and you see this sometimes. Um, ha- have you been to Denton yet? No, not yet. Well, maybe we'll do an episode on it. But Armadillo Brewing Company there is a coffee house slash brewery. Okay. And in the last episode that we did in Albuquerque, the one that I went to and I was there, um, that was open early in the in the morning. Thirsty Eye. They did coffee and beer, and it's kind of weird because you you see people in there like studying, drinking their coffee, and I walk in like three beers in at like one p.m. and just sit at the bar. So I'm so so. so it, it, it takes all kinds. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think it's a I think it's a fun concept. So because of yeah. that, they make this JJ Express Porter, three point eight zero. I love a good coffee porter. Oh yeah, me too. Okay, the last brewery we are going to talk about is Wax Wings Brewing Company, founded in 2018 by Rob Hopkins. 
And the beer I wanted to highlight is called Pulled in Nazareth IPA, and it got a good rating, 4.21. Now, does Pulled in Nazareth mean anything to you? Say that again. Does Pulled in Nazareth mean anything to you? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. So, do you know that song that's like, Take a Load Off Fanny? Yeah, yeah. So, the first line in that is, I pulled in Nazareth. And that's what this is named after. I I never knew that. Yeah, I guess I never really paid, I don't know all the lyrics to that song, so I guess. I I don't think anyone does. I think they just know the chorus. Yeah. And if I ask you who sang that song, would you even know? No. Yeah. So I'm, I'd, I'll just, a little fun fact here for you. That song is called The Weight, and it's by a band called The Band. Oh, well, mm-hmm. that's, what a great name. Mm-hmm. It was in the 60s, so, you know, yeah, people were not they... right back then. <laughs> we'll blame it on that. <laughs> uh, but that is the, so, so in, in Kalamazoo, there are other breweries there, but they often have, um, secondary locations in the city just because it's become such a popular beer destination. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to end the episode before mentioning Acadia Brewing. They were founded okay. in 1996 in Kalamazoo and they just closed last year in 2019. So they had uh-huh. a 23-year run. Um, so it's kind of sad that they closed where all, all these other breweries are, are popping up. Yeah, that is a bummer. But I wish I had more information about them because, I mean, they were they were early and, and they were here through all of this. So I just wanted yeah. to give them a shout out. Yeah, that's a bummer that they closed. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think the last numbers I saw, about 1,000 breweries opened last year and about 300 closed. Well, but that's not too terrible. No, I mean, they're still growing. A lot of people, I, I think they're plateauing, but I think it's yeah. still like a steady... It's going to be a steady climb. Yeah, I agree. And I, that's all I got for Kalamazoo. What would you think? I liked it. I really want to go um, and visit it. Well, because, A, like, I've just never been to that part of the country. But, mm-hmm. you know, having some good beer is also a good reason to go. I, I would love to go, too, just to say I've been to Kalamazoo. That's always been a lifelong goal of mine. I feel like the marketing there, like, there's got to be so many good, like, touristy gimmicks that you could mm-hmm. buy. I would 100% buy a t-shirt with some, like, snarky saying about Kalamazoo on it. Now, now, what do you think the zoo's called there? you think it's called Kalamazoo I mean, Zoo? I mean, see, there's just so many opportunities for naming. I'm, like, uh, honestly kind of sad that the breweries didn't get more creative. I, I well, y- you know, they started with putting Kalamazoo in every single one of their names, so... <laughs> I guess it, it's still a plus. What they I, were yeah. doing. We'll, we'll let him have it, but still, next time I expect more creativity. <laughs> well, I'll try to get you a good one next time we do, we do <laughs> one. That sounds good. Well, thank you, Madeline, for joining us again. Um, for everyone else, please keep up with our Facebook and Instagram for our latest episodes. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. And that was another episode of Brewery Towns.